to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie.
and I'm sure you guys can tell in my voice, have been for the past couple of weeks, man. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going around, but it's something. And uh, But, you know, it won't stop the show, and the show must go on. So, anyway, welcome everybody that's brand new, and welcome everybody who has been listening to the show, and welcome everybody who may have stumbled on the show. You know, there's a lot of blog talk hosts that are around, and a lot of different blog talk radio shows that go on. So, you know, I'd like to welcome you guys to the show as well, and I really appreciate you guys for coming on to show your boy some love. Anyway, uh, there's a lot been going on in news lately, and uh, we're going to just touch on those things a little bit, and uh, you know we really gotta, we're really gonna, gonna gonna try to dig into common sense tonight. You know that's that's a little bit of what we're gonna talk about, uh, a little bit common sense and uh, some some beliefs that we all may share, some differences we might share, some differences we might have with each other. And uh, I I personally believe, and where all this is coming from, is that I personally believe that we have more, uh, I think most of us agree more than we disagree on uh, certain topics and, you know, certain certain beliefs that we might have. But I, I think we agree more than we disagree. So, you know, that's what we're going to talk about tonight, a little bit common sense and courtesies and, you know, we're going to talk about the health care bill and the government shutdown. And, you know, we're going to talk about a whole lot of the same things that you guys talk about on the regular basis. And uh, I'm curious to know uh, how people feel about some of these topics outside of their uh, social media world. You know, it's, it's it's one thing that a lot of people are politically correct, and, and they say they are, but most folks are. And uh, I think most of us are to an extent. You know, we want to get out and let people know what we think and we want to share and voice our, our our beliefs and our opinions, but at the same time, you know, for us that has that that have any kind of decency about us and any kind of respect for another person, you know, sometimes depending on the audience and depending on the crowd, we kind of scale that back. And uh, I remember Mitt Romney getting in a lot of trouble for something that he said, which, which was just plain truth, because he thought that he was among friends. He didn't believe that there was anybody in there that would, would you know, tape his audio and manipulate it and put it out there with their comments and sway folks' opinions. And uh, what he said was that, you know, basically forget the other side, I won't get them anyway. You know, you know, I'm going after the 47% of the vote in, in, in my party and hope to get that middle ground, that extra 6%, you know, the three from his side or the 6% that's unaffiliated or independent. You know, and, and that's nothing but truth, but a lot of times we talk about topics and we have opinions that we that we uh that we share with folks but we kind of scale it back we're not as aggressive as we would like to be so you you can call that um you know you can call it respect or you can call it politically correct you know call it what you want i i just happen to believe that people would like to uh not be not be humiliated for what they believe, you know. People would like to have the conversation and talk about their beliefs without somebody uh, putting a gun to their head and just going after them and going down their throat and saying, you know, you're crazy, you shouldn't believe this, and this doesn't make any sense, and yada, 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 you know. But uh, that doesn't happen all the time. So, you know, I'm curious to know how people feel 
about this government shutdown, you know, how people feel about uh, a government-ran uh, health care. You know, we're going to talk a lot about that tonight because i got a few things to say. And I hope we get some sound bites because I want to put this information out there because a lot of conservatives, and, and I'm a conservative, you know, I'm a black conservative proudly, and I, and I stand for that. And, uh, you know, that's just the way that we live. You know, we, we're fiscally responsible in my house. Uh, we believe in God Almighty and in Jesus Christ we serve. And, uh, you know, we believe that, you know, there should be a limit to the kind of help that one should receive from the government. And we also believe it's a small government. You know, we don't want a large government, for example, running our health care. And that's what we have right now. So that's why this is a hot topic. That's why this is something that I'm talking about on a regular basis and all the time. Because to me, it's just wrong. But, again, I'm curious to know how people really feel about a government-mandated health care program outside of one that we already have, which, which is an option. You know, Medicaid is a go-to guide for a lot of people. No, it's not perfect. You know, yes, it could be better, but at the same time, it is something. You know, it is a, it, it's a tool that's there for our use when we're bad off, when we don't have, when we need a little bit more. You know, that's where Medicaid is, and that's what Medicaid is, and it just so happens that it's a federally mandated Program. I'm sorry, federally ran administered program, which is administered by the states, not not mandated, not Medicaid. It's mandated that we pay into it, whether we like it or not. You're going to see that big line on your check that says federal tax that you have to pay into. And if you don't pay into that, they'll put you in the worst place that is humanly to that I feel like is humanly possible to place somebody, which is prison. You know, and and just the belief in that, just the understanding in that. It, it, it lets me know how much the government really cares for us, you know, how much the government really appreciates us. And, and you know, it, it speaks volumes to me. I mean, really really think about that. You, you know what? I'm not going to go into that right now. Let's bring on my girl Charlotte from Triad Super Savings, stretchingyourbudget.com. We're going to go ahead and bring her on the air right now. No commercials. Doing this raw live tonight because I'm a little bit under the weather, and when I'm under the weather, I get aggravated. So I don't want all the problems that we had between going to commercials and back and you know besides people need to pay some bills right now. But anyway, welcome to the show. Charlotte Horner from stretching your budget dot com. Charlotte, how you doing tonight? Hey, good, how are you? I'm always excellent, but you know, sign is time. Sound like you're sick. I am sick, Charlotte. I am. And it's horrible. Uh, I hate feeling like this. God <laughs> What you got for me? I know you got some kind of good remedy over there. Remedy? No, no remedies from here. What? <laughs> I wish. Oh, remedy. You know, my grandma, rest in, rest in peace. My grandma used to, and me and my wife were talking about this last night. Um, my grandma used to get my older cousins to go. I might be wrong, and I haven't tried it, and I'm not going to try it because I'm scared of the outcome. But I think she used to get my cousins to cut pine pine needles off of a tree and boil it and make tea with it and make me drink it. And it was good, if I remember right, but I'm scared to try it now. Wow, I've never heard that. No, my husband's grandpa, before he passed away, he would give him, like, um, honey and bourbon or something crazy like that. Like some kind oh, of I like grandpa. Oh, yeah, it's all in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for for yes, coughs yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
some bad old coffee. I got to go get some bourbon. <laughs>
then we would be furloughed. So essentially we knew that day was coming. Um, And then when that didn't happen, you know, they didn't meet the deadline. They pulled us together that Friday before, I think it was a Friday, um, just had like a team huddle, like each department had their own, you know, kind of meeting. And then they told us, okay, we have enough money to pay everyone through Friday, which would have been a week. Um, right. Not this past week, but the week before. Friday through lunch. Um, and so then we were told uh, that we'd be classified, they'd go through and classify each employee as an essential or non-essential. And, um, you know, if you were essential, you'd report the next day. Then it came to, okay, we have enough funds to pay you through Monday, all day. And... Um, you know, those people that were considered essential, the majority of the people were considered essential for our purposes. But Monday they came out and said they were sending a ton more people home. So all of our upper management was sent home with furloughed, no pay. And um, we just had one direct line supervisor per team pretty much. So anybody that was... um, an assistant supervisor, and then all of our head assistant directors and that kind of stuff were all sent home. All HR personnel, um, public contact, which is where veterans can walk in and talk to someone about their disability or their claim or whatever, they were all sent home. U.S. Marshals that secure the federal building where I work were sent home. Um, Like a ton more people were sent home after Monday and considered non-essential. And those people are not guaranteed to receive back pay. So anybody that was considered non-essential personnel are not guaranteed to get back pay once this whole thing has settled. Now, they can go and get unemployment, um, and if, you know, once this thing settles and they do decide to back pay them, then they have to pay their unemployment back. But if they don't get back pay, at least they have something in the in the meantime, to whereas those of us that are essential, yeah, we do get back pay later, but I have nothing coming in right now, and I can't go get unemployment. I can't go find a temporary job. So I'm kind of screwed in so many words because, I mean, for my family, I'm the primary, you know, income earner. My husband's self-employed, and so his income is not a set amount all the time. So it's for us, very stressful because, you know, we depended on the stability of my my paycheck biweekly. So, you know, yes, I am grateful that I will get back pay, but there's no telling how long this will go on. And I have nothing that I can do in the interim except for go to work and not get paid. Oh, my God. It's it's crazy. Um, And most people don't. My my own mom didn't even realize I was affected by this. Most, the majority of Americans do not understand how many government workers there really are. Like, there's so many branches of federal agencies that people don't even consider. Like, we live, you know, near the Outer Banks. So, not we don't live near, but they're about five hours away. But anyways. Part of portions of the outer banks are closed because there's federal protected land, so people can't go on vacation or whatever. I mean, I know several people that have tried to go down there. 
portions of the parkway, Blue Ridge Parkway where we're at, is closed down. Yeah. You know, all federal parks and recreation is closed. Um, like in the federal building where we work, it's closed to the public now because there's no one, you know, there's no, like, real security for the public to be able to come in and out. So, I don't know. It's just a really uncertain time, and I just think that it's sad that they're not portraying how many people are really affected by the government shutdown. You know, basically, they're using our jobs as, as a leverage tool. Yeah, you know, it is. So, Absolutely. And it's it's not just, oh, they're not passing Obamacare, oh, they're not passing a budget. I mean, they're both acting child. Both parties, in my opinion, are acting childish because neither are getting their way. And unfortunately, we're at a standstill and not getting paid while they're all sitting in office getting their paycheck. So that's wow. how I feel about it. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Talking about the government, man, and the stuff that they do. Charlotte, that's a whole lot going on. And mm-hmm. oh my God, man, I, it, it, it's you know I talk about this stuff all the time. I read the statistics. I read these articles. I mean, day in, day out, day out, at night. A lot of the times I'm up late reading stuff, trying to make sense of some of it all. But I, you just put it. For me, you just put it in, for, in you know, in, in, in I wouldn't even say first person because I'm not going through it, you know. But loving Charlotte, you know, I understand. It's, you, you made it more personal, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And that's, in, I can't even imagine, I can't even get my words together right now because these people, let, let me be clear now, they do expect you to come to work, to report to work, right? I have to come to work to put it. So there's no. I mean, wow, no I have to because if I don't, I will be put in furlough status, and if or a wall status. If I just don't show up and don't call, I'm considered a wall, yeah. just like in the military. Or if I'm if I have to be out with my kids or if I'm sick, I have to be hand issued a furlough letter be sent home, and then when I come back, I have to be issued a reinstated letter, basically. I had to sign a letter when this happened on Monday or Tuesday saying, I understand I'm being furloughed, I will not be receiving pay until blah, 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 and I had to sign it. And so it's pretty much frowned upon to take off right now, any kind of leave. So So you can go work work. another right? and I can't get paid, and I can't earn money anywhere else because, well, they have rules that say you can't earn, that could, any you couldn't do any kind of work that can con- conflict with what you're doing now. <clears throat> it's just like all the, I got issued like a 40-page document on like FAQ type stuff on the furlough. Um, we got a letter, I mean, We've had to call me and, and people that I work with. I mean, everybody has called their mortgage lenders. They've called credit card companies. Anybody that they have to try to defer any kind of payments that they can. I mean, people have mortgages. People have, you know, all kinds of bills that they have to pay. And if you know, hey, Friday's my last paycheck. That I could use, I'm used to living two weeks off of. That now I might have to stretch for three months. I mean, 
people don't think about that. So, I mean, no, I said, all. all of Friday night, you know, calling every single, you know, credit card company and even cell phones trying to cut my, my phone plan down. You know, everything, things you don't even think about, cable, all kinds of stuff to try to cut it back or, you know, see what we can do to make smaller payments for the time being, you know, it's just crazy. I know one person yeah. had to pull, they pulled out of their retirement money to make sure they had money before this all happened. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And like you're saying, you know it's happening, but you don't really, people don't get it unless it's really affecting them. I mean, I had no, a friend no. on Facebook make a comment, like, as soon as the whole shutdown thing happened, and they're like, oh, well, I woke up, my car started, I went to work, and I have a smile on my face, so it didn't really affect me. And I wrote on there, I said, yeah, because you're not the one without a job. You know right. what I mean? Like, people think, oh, if it doesn't shut their world down, then it's okay. But, you know, it's not. <laughs> so. What are they... It's six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. You're on the KRP radio show with Charlotte and Pudgy. Charlotte, what what in the world are your? Uh, I, I guess it would be supervisors or managers. You know, they're in the same boat as you, I'm sure. Some of them, anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, what are they saying, or are they saying anything? Um, I mean, there's not a lot being said. Honestly, it's pretty somber. You know, used to be people would cut up and just have a good time. You got to make the best of your job, and and sure. honestly, it's pretty quiet. And our immediate supervisors are frustrated for themselves and for their employees because their hands are tied too. And at first, right. you know, I was kind of upset because I'm like, you know, these these people are still going to be getting a paycheck too. They're not really being affected. And then when we came in Monday, and our top dog supervisors, I mean, you're talking, we only have one director and one service center manager there, and then everybody else was at home, that's that's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, I just, it affects everybody. And I, my immediate supervisor just sold their house and bought a new one all within this last month before this happened. And then my, you know, a supervisor above that who was actually sent home she just sold her house and just bought a new one. You know, what are you going to do? You've already done these things. You can't back out of them. And, you know, it's just unfortunate. But, yeah, they're not they're not saying much. They're just as mad as we are because they're in the same boat. And then you think about maybe 60% of all of the VA staff, the Department of Veterans Affairs, are all either retired military personnel or were in the military at some point, or they're married to a military, per, you know, retired right. military person. So you think about their, um, you know, the lady that sits next to me, she works for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Her husband retired from the Department of Veterans Affairs, retired from the Army, and received disability compensation through the VA for being in the military. So their entire income is federal. Mm. So they're not going to be getting any of that. I mean, because um, retired military personnel, their checks are being delayed. So you've got people receiving benefits on the other end. They might not be workers, but the people that receive the money also, their money is being delayed. 
so you know it's it's just it's on down it's not even federal employees it's also people that receive social security checks those are going to start being delayed if we're furloughed for more than 30 days i think it is then our um insurance is put is stopped and we can pay the premium if we want to continue it but that's going to be how much who can afford to pay that and not be receiving any funds that's what I'm saying. And so they're like, oh, well, in my opinion, I think it's just another way for us to be pushed into the stupid Obamacare. Sorry, I just said that, but, <laughs> I mean, because, honestly, who can pay? And if we don't have jobs and we're not earning money and this thing goes on for three months and your family gets sick, what are you going to do? That's sad, man. That's It's amazing because... Here's how I feel about it, Charlotte, briefly. Democrats, Republicans, everybody who pushed for this government shutdown to have their way, to me, is, 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 I won't say heartless, but but pretty darn close, Charlotte, pretty darn close. Now, Mm -hmm. you you know where I stand politically, man. I, I think anybody listening to this show knows that. And I won't hesitate to say that I'm a conservative, and I think we should be, you know, fiscally responsible. I also, I'm a human being. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. You know, if there is a way to help people, I think that we should help people. Now, granted, mm-hmm. the government forcing you to acquire their health care program is not helping anybody. And not and shut yeah. the government down behind it all just to say, hey, you know what, I need to have my way. No, we're not going to compromise. I want to have my way, and until I have my way, you know, people are not going to get paid because we love people so much. It, it doesn't make sense. You know, it, it's almost an oxymoron. It, it doesn't even make sense. You got people who are talking about they care for American citizens so much that they want to force you to get insurance, and this is going to help you in the long run, but at the same time, they're hurting people in the temporary. And in the long run, more people are going to be hurt again. So it, it just it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me, and I don't know how – this doesn't resonate to everyone, Charlotte. I, why can't people get it? Let, let me ask you this. How is how this explained not to you guys? Yeah, exactly. It, how is this explained to you guys? I mean, I, I know they went the, the politically correct way because it's a business. I get it. And you guys are employees, so they couldn't go Democrats, Republicans, blah, 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 blah. But how was it understood for you? Let, let me just say that. How was what understood for us? What, uh, while with, we were doing with it? the whole government shutdown and you know Obamacare and them not passing the bill and and X Y Z. I mean Obamacare, of course, wasn't brought up because you've got. Um, I mean, we have the union there. There's a lot of we keep, there's a lot of political things with working with a federal agency that they yeah. can't even touch on, but. Um, I mean, the basic reason why we are shut down is because they will not pass our budget for this year. Right. So they're saying we can't come to an agreement, basically, because what's happening is Obamacare wants, or Obama wants the Obamacare Affordable Care Act passed. And the Republicans are saying, well, you know, Obama's saying, I'm not going to pass the budget. And Republicans are saying, well, we're not going to pass Obamacare if you're not going to pass the budget. So it's basically is how the House is being divided right now. 
Democrats are for Obama and he wants the Obamacare Act to pass. Republicans only agree, maybe even said that they were agree with about 95% of the bill, but because he won't sit down and discuss that other 5% and yeah. they won't they won't come to an agreement. So basically that's what it is is so our budget for the fiscal year is not passed, therefore they can't pay people with funds that are not technically there. So that's that's how this has all come about. But so basically that's why we aren't working and that's why all federal agencies are not working because the fact that there are essentially no funds there because they will not approve the budget for the the next year. Wow. So that's that's essentially why we are where we are. And everybody gets that, you know, mixed up or it's like, oh, it's all because of Obamacare. But, I mean, essentially Obamacare is being dangled and the House is the last person to pass it. And if the, the Republicans don't stand up for not passing it, then this is it. It's in and we're in for the next two years until the next election. So, I, I mean, as mad as I am, the fact that I don't have a job and the fact that it is going on, I guess in a way I do understand why they're standing up for not passing it because I don't want that passed either. But, um, you know, it doesn't make it too wrong, don't make it right. You know, right. I could say that I see why they're standing up, but to put our jobs as the leveraging tool at risk, then I guess I have a problem with it because, I mean, my livelihood and thousands of other people's livelihood is being affected. So it, it's just childish, but both parties are childish. And the fact that they can't come up with any other resolution other than then this is just crazy. It's just like I, I, the analogy I see is them laying on the floor, kicking and screaming with a tantrum. You know. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the same bike. Yeah. That's what it is. One's not backing down, and the other's not backing down. And you know, we're gonna be in this. And you know, the debt ceiling date is the seventeenth. So a lot of people are saying, hey, it's not gonna go past the seventeenth because. The infrastructure would collapse essentially. So, you know, they surely the president and the house do not want that to happen because I mean you're talking everything's going to start over. It's going to be you know you're going to have the stock market go down. You're going to have I mean we're talking about the U.S. dollar everything. Yeah. So and and when they're like you know, the last week or so they've been putting up to pass the um, six-week extension for the to raise the debt ceiling, well, that doesn't open up the government again. You know, that's just a temporary patch. And if after six weeks, you know, they raise the debt ceiling, we'll go back into furlough status if they haven't come to a conclusion about the whole voluntary <laughs> oh, whole God. So, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, let's go and get this passed. It, it's not going to fix anything. So, you know, it's just frustrating. And the, the most frustrating part to me is the media because the media doesn't tell you all that's really happening. They don't that's throw right. the millions of people out of jobs or the fact that um, – 
you know, the debt ceiling and then raising it for six weeks is going to solve something. It's not. And then blaming each other party, each of the parties, you know, because it's who you vote for. At this point, no matter what size you're on, it's all wrong. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> I right. I mean, I could say I'm Republican, but it doesn't mean I agree with it. You know, at this point, that's kind of like religion, and you're talking about, um, you know, each different kind of branch, you know, Baptist or Pentecostal. That doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's the principle of the fact that this whole thing needs to be resolved and quickly. I mean, there's yeah, no I, other I, way I just, about it. I, I, I personally just find it. You know, I, I can't even find the words. Despicable comes to mind, disrespectful. I, you know, it, it's so many different words for what's going on. But, you know, I, I find it, it it's amazing to me that people will have to go without being paid that are working the job for the federal government with all those numbers on all those budget lines. You mean to tell me that they can't find a way to continue paying their people in the midst of their errors? And that's just crazy to me. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't understand that. I'll never yeah, understand all that. those trips that the that they make and spend millions of dollars going to Africa and different countries and you know spending all that money, <laughs> and then they can't even pay people that work hard. And my thing is, is it not some kind of labor law to be working and not be getting paid? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It, well, here's the thing. It, it is. With all it, the red tape with government. They're exempt. <laughs> that's the thing. They're exempt. As federal employees, you're exempt because you're bonded by a contract. And that's crazy, right. man, because in, in the real world, we're not exempt. You know, you can't just go. I, I can't tell my employees, you know what, you guys work this week. I'll pay you next week. I, I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you next week, or I'll pay you the week after. Or look, right now I'm having problems with my uh, my customers. They're just not coming in and buying my products. So when they start coming back in, I'll start paying you guys. But right now I just need you to show up for work. Here's your schedule. I'll go to jail. They'll put me under the jail. People will be suing me left and right. basically working on an IOU, the government That's exactly IOU. what you're doing, which is illegal in the real world. But the government just so happens to be a zip. See, see, this speaks volumes for the same type of stuff that I'm telling people. This federal government does not give a damn about us, man. They don't care. They can care less about us. It's their party. We're just in it. We're having a good time. Some of us, some of us are. We're sitting on the couch looking around. But it's their party. They're charged the mission, and they're charged for everything we're eating and drinking, you know. And and, and and this is what's going on. But people won't believe that to save their lives. They won't look at what's reality. Okay. Reality is, you know, they got federal employees, you, that come to work, and they're not going to pay you right now over an argument. Over a, a, a P&L, basically, a profit and loss statement, which is the same thing that we have to do in the real world every year. But we have to continue paying our employees. This is the same yeah. thing with health care. They issued a health care plan for us. So you know what? Hey, I think everybody needs health care. We're going to make everybody have health care. We're going to make everybody have to have some sort of insurance. And if you don't, we're going to tax you. You have to pay us. Not paying to some sort of some sort of fund, some sort of medical fund that would go back to use in in some form of of, of, of medical service, but we're going to tax you more. The, the whole premise of that doesn't even make sense. 
You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's ludicrous, man, what they're doing, and people aren't paying attention. And again, Charlotte, don't forget, on this whole health care plan, this whole health Obamacare, Affordable Care Act, song and dance, again, they're exempt, and we're not. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's so, the thing that gets under my skin so much is that it is like Little Red Riding Hood. You know, it's like cloaked so well. And that's why they're just finding out a lot of the stuff in the the Affordable Health Care Act because before they were presenting bits and pieces. Obama would just right. present little bits and pieces. Nobody ever read the whole entire document. He just cloaked it through. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't know. It is, I don't want to say sinful. I don't know really the word, but it's just almost like he knows what he's doing, to be honest. Oh, sure. It's just like, it's just like wrapping it in a present, a big, bright, shiny gift, and saying, here. And it's, it's like, just knowing everybody to think this is like some big great thing and he is it's not you know i've worked for government health care before i've worked at the department of veterans affairs medical center you're talking about you guys you know people want health care and they don't like waiting in line and all this stuff these guys yeah. wait and they served our country they fought for our freedom and they wait six seven hours to be seen in a the day. They'll be there all day just to get an appointment. So That's what crazy. do you think when the entire country is on government health care? I think we the will never be it. seen. You, no, no, this won't be easy. You know, I was just talking about this with someone the other day. You know, they, I, you, one would think, right, from, from a business perspective, this, this is what some people think. They think that, okay, well, if you're a doctor, and I understand this thinking. It's very rational. I get it. If you're a doctor and you have your own practice, wouldn't the Affordable Care Act add more money in your pocket because now all of a sudden you're getting more patients? Now, I get that, and that makes common sense, but here's the thing. When you build when you build a government, I don't know if anybody ever paid attention to their, their Blue Cross or, or whatever medical provider that they have, but when, when you get this statement back, it's amazing how much Blue Cross and Blue Shield and the rest of these guys don't pay that were billed. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. So we actually, from having insurance, we only pay a portion of the charges that were billed. Now, yeah. if you think that's bad, you ought to take a look at a, a, a Medicare statement that doctors have to bill to the federal government. Not only do they pay a small percentage of what's charged. A lot of the things they won't even pay at all, and if you don't submit the bill properly, that doctor won't get paid for those services. And even beside that, it takes three times as long to finally get paid. So if they see a patient mm-hmm. in January, they may not get paid that $30 or that $20, I forget what it is, until March. Who can mm-hmm. survive like that? You know, and do and, you and, really and think the government is going to give the doctor more money? No. Absolutely not. It's more money for them. That's why they're doing it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I even read here where they they redefined the definition of cancer. And, and, you know, the timing was uncanny. 
You know, I posted oh, it on the yeah. Facebook and the Twitter, but the timing of that was impeccable. It's amazing that the timing just so happened to be when this stuff hit these marketplaces, when it opened up in the marketplaces. So now they went down oh, and the fact that the new, And they're going to come out. Uh, ben was telling me something about they were going to come out with a new million-dollar bill or something like that. Thousand-dollar oh bill, I don't know, something crazy, and that's going to drive our currency way down the toilet. It's just, it's it's a dog and pony show. The world is in for a downward spiral, and people do not understand. And what another thing that makes me mad too is I'll see comments on Facebook and stuff that they're like, you know, we were in debt, we were in crisis before Obama came in office. Okay, yeah, that may be so, but we are going further into debt with him in office. We're talking the debt right now for the U.S. is at $17 trillion. Trillion. <laughs> trillion has never been heard of in the history of the United States. $17 trillion. I mean, if people do not wake up and see what is going on, you know, I, and I have never, you know me, I am not, I do not care about race, I don't care about religion, I don't care about anything. I care about the person that is in charge of our country caring about the people and what is the best interest for the American people. They are the leader right. of America. Absolutely. So the people should be put first, and they are not. <laughs> Charlotte, I don't. I agree with you, man, and, and, and what you speak is the truth. And, and it's actually going to be you know, we're headed to upward of forty eight fifty six trillion dollars by the year mm-hmm. twenty fifteen twenty. Now, here's the thing, man. I'm not an anti government guy. I understand, you know, like where a lot of conservatives they were complaining about uh, the EPA. I happen to work in a business where I happen to know that the EPA is needed because we have some people out here that really doesn't care anything about the environment at all, and they will drop mm-hmm. oil in the ground, and, and eventually we'll be drinking. I, I get that. I know we need the EPA. Do they overstep their boundaries? Yes. Okay, same thing with the TSA. You know, people complain about the TSA. Listen, at one point I was flying every other week or a few times a week or, you know, every other day at some sometimes. So I happen to not mind the extra sensitive TSA check. Mm-hmm. I get it now. I get it. I don't like the fact that, that some kids had to go through, you know, terrible searching and and it just happened to be the random number on that kid. I, I get that too. I'm on both sides. I have five children and I love them. I love them. I love children. I get that. But if we didn't have a strict TSA, things like that little kid getting on the plane going from coast to coast would happen. Mm-hmm. And and you know, had that child been put up to something or had bad intentions, that would have went really, 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 really bad. And then people would have been yeah. having more questions about what's going on. So, listen, I, I understand that there's a place and there's a time for government, and I know that there's a need for government. But what we have to do oh, is so out of this world, you can't even imagine. And, and I don't understand why people don't see it. That's what bothers me. So when I look at a president like President Obama, and, and other presidents in the past, I've criticized them all. It's okay. Yeah. But when I look at a guy like this, I'm, I'm looking at somebody who I feel like has been put up to something. Because it's like the moves don't make sense. All his moves no. have been big government moves, you know, mm-hmm. over-regulated regulations. You know, all this 
government this and the government needs to step here and the government needs to step there. And that's too much for me because anytime we get someone like the government who cares nothing about you, and, 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 and again I'll say they care so much that if you you could own all of your property, all of your land, your houses, your cars, but if you fail to pay them taxes, they'll put you again in the worst place in the world, which is prison. They'll put you in prison for not paying them a portion of what's not even theirs in the first place. Anybody who thinks like that or acts like that does not love you. And I don't understand why people can't see that. So when I look at a guy like Obama, right, this man pushes government, pushes, pushes, pushes government on the American people like I've never seen before in my era now, in my era. So naturally, I'm not going to like this guy. I could give a damn what his race is. The truth of the matter is, this guy is too much of a socialist for me. I'm sorry. This is what I see. And it really irritates me when people are like, oh, just because I'm white, I can't say that I don't like like him or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. I could care less if it was a Republican white president. I would still say the same thing. It has nothing to do with with race or, or religion or whatever. I mean, I teach Charlotte, my kids. Charlotte, this, is the, this you know. is the perfect storm, Charlotte. That's why that's why I happen to believe, you know, I hey man, quote me on it, whatever. People are not gonna like me about it and I've said it before, whatever, I don't care. This President Obama is the perfect storm. Because if mm-hmm. you criticize him and you're white, you're racist or you you, yep. you might not be a racist, but really this is what they say now. Really deep, deep, deep down you really don't it's like the black comment people. This always topic. comes up. You know that's what they're thinking. So that and, and, it's, and if you're black and you criticize them, you're you're uh what's the damn what's the word what's the what's the word the popular man I can't even think of the word that's how out of touch I Oreo not Oreo but house nigga you a house nigga or or you a Oreo and all this crazy stuff mm-hmm. so it's gonna discredit who you are as a black person talking about another so-called black man who's wrong. So it's like it's the perfect storm, and 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 if yeah. if, you, if you're a Christian, you know you can't talk about him because hey, this man went to a Christian church. You can't talk about him quoting his Islam in the White House or at the podium and his perfect sounding Islam and his perfect sounding Hebrew or whatever language he's speaking. Which I got no disrespect on that. I, I don't care what people worship and what mm-hmm. they practice because I believe in love and I know what I believe and it works for me and it will work for them if they give it a shot. But I'm just saying, you can't even mention it. You can't even no, talk about it. I mean, it's so bad that we have been briefed at work to not bring up anything to do with race, religion, Obama, nothing. We, I mean, it's like you don't talk about it. You're not supposed to. Perfect storm, Charlotte. This is the one they've been waiting for. This is the one they've been grooming. This is the one that discredits anybody that speaks out against him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, th- to me, this is the one. And, and and I firmly believe that. I mean, you think we got trouble now? You know, wait oh, until people better like get said, their life in order. People better oh, have yeah. their life in order. Oh, That's yeah. all I've got to tell you. I know, oh, yeah. for shadow of a doubt, I'm going to heaven, and I do not. <laughs> I will not. 
anything that could be in the way, we have, like, tried to strip clean of our house. I'm telling you that like right that. now. TV, radio, anything. Because wherever there is a gap, the devil will be there. Man, and not, I like not. That. <laughs> So, I mean, I for that. our home, <laughs> you know, whether it is the time, you know, whether people believe in the end times, I'm telling you right now that this, something is coming. Whether it's like now that. or 20 years from now, something is coming. There's too much stuff happening, and there's too much uncertainty too much war and rumors of war, things that are said in the Bible that are going to happen and that has happened. So all I'm telling you is that I'm trying to make sure that my life is ready because I don't want to be sitting around waiting to find out what is. (laughs) Hey, man, that's a shot. I love that. I hear you loud and clear, too. I agree with that 1,000%. And and that's something that, you know, the preacher said today, is um you you better be God's got my back. He's like you know while we worried about everything else. He's like I know somebody that has my back and and God's got my back. And it, yeah, that's don't what, be that's relied on your president to have your back. Nah, oh no, oh no, oh no. That's another thing that's crazy. Hear that stuff from the pulpit. Good God. Yeah, people put too much faith. In in the government, I mean, I'm with you. I think there needs to be structure. Our uh, we would collapse without without structure. Dictatorship would not work. Um, you know, we need the government. But people put too much faith in the president and in in the government and that kind of stuff, and they rely and have have become so dependent upon. That's the society that we're in, and that's why we're going to all of this, because people, the American people, have become so dependent upon and they know people it. giving them stuff, providing for them. Nobody goes out and works for their stuff anymore. You know, you, <clears throat> that's why we have the government health care, because half of society is too lazy to get out and go get a job because they know that the government's going to provide. I mean, I'm not going to be paying. I don't think it's fair for me to work my butt off every day and to be paying for somebody else to sit at home on theirs. I agree. Uh, I agree. To me, it's wrong. But the fact, you know, we have become a um, convenient, you know, the world owes me a living society. And that's why we are where we are at. They found the right person who is going to provide to that cater to that type of need. You better believe it. And so they're all snowed. I mean, they all think, hey, he came in, he said he's going to provide me a home, he's going to provide me a car, government cell phone. I mean, people can get a government-paid cell phone nowadays. Well, why would you Tell even me want how that? that is. Huh? I, I, I don't even – why would you even want a phone that – the, gov- the federal government provides in the first place. I mean, look, we have to prioritize. We once had our our independence, Charlie. Like, at one point, we actually cared. It felt great not to have to depend on anybody. But I, as mm-hmm. a kid, and, and my wife and I were talking about this too once before. You know, we couldn't wait to get out on our own. You know already taking care of ourselves in the first place, but we could not wait to get out on our own, to set our own standard, to live on our own accord, to pay our own way, pay our, have a, you know, mm-hmm. we couldn't wait for that. 
but it's yep. grown people that are that are you know able-bodied people that don't even want to do that. Like they don't even want to go out on their own and make their own way. And I and I know that's not everybody. I mean, I, I get it. I, I understand that there are some people out there that need this. So I, I get all of that. But there's a lot of people today who would much rather be limited to what they have and depend on somebody giving it to them than going out, sacrificing, getting it the hard way, even if it meant just barely making it and then making a better way later to what, to the point that you actually got it like that. You know, people don't want to struggle. They don't want to struggle first anymore. They either want what they can have right now and stay consistent like that for the rest of their lives, or they don't care. They think, you know, why should I? I mean, would you want to go out and work if if you had somebody providing you a home, providing your electric bill, paying for your cell phone? I mean, no. Why would you want to go work? I mean, it's handed on a silver platter. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is where we are. Let me put it this way. Whenever um, I had... I don't know if it was my son or daughter. I can't remember. I think it was whenever I had, it was after I just had my son, so my second child, and Ben was unemployed. So mm-hmm. I was out on maternity leave and stuff. Because I worked as a female, mm-hmm. I could not get food stamps. It's only when the woman stays at home and the male so goes what? out and works. But because we're married and because I'm a female and I worked, I did not qualify for food stamps. Just even though he was unemployed. Oh no! Tell me how that's that. right. It's not right. They, they can care less about you. This, this is the dependency thing, man. And anybody who's ever been up there and applied for any services or actually have, have seen what people go through when, when you live in housing and it's great. Like it, man, it's so conditional. And and, and and they mm-hmm. preach that they care, but they don't care. Man, I, I know people. There's no drug testing done. There's no nothing. Yeah. I, look, Charlotte, I know people who are barely making it, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean barely. When I say barely, I'm talking about just getting by. And they and they work a job or two, and they still need some help, you know. So they're going to apply for assistance, food stamps, or whatever they can get. Was how it was told to me. I'm going to get whatever I can get because I need some help. I said, go ahead because that's what it's for. Working people that are down and out that need a little bit of hand and, and and a little bit hand up or help up. That's what it's for. So go get it. Go see what you can get. The outcome was for a household of four, thirty sixty seven dollars a month. That went down to thirty two dollars, I believe, a month after that person had gotten a raise at work. Now, you mean to tell me that they love us so much and they want to help us so much that because you got a couple thousand dollars in the bank and you're not almost living on the street or living on the street, mm-hmm. that the most that they're willing to help you is 30 some dollars. If that's the kind of help... pay a utility bill. <laughs> Man, they, and, and this is why I say they don't really care. They don't really want to help right. you. Not really. They help the they, people like who don't care. Right. The people that know how to milk the system are the ones that get right. all the money. Absolutely. But the people that tell the truth 
and just need a little extra help, those are the ones that get screwed. Absolutely. Better believe it. It's like a drug. They wanna they wanna hook you. You know, they they wanna yep. get people addicted to this stuff. You know, they wanna give they, they want they wanna give it to people who don't know any better. You know, people who are gonna go out and keep fighting and keep trying to do better. They they, they don't wanna yep. give it to people who work and say, you know what, I need to I just need a little bit of assistance to get me by. They don't wanna give it to those people because they're afraid that you're gonna actually make it. They wanna give it to people yep. who say, you know what, I'm good with this. This is cool right here. So you mean to tell me if I don't go to work, I'll get more? <laughs> yeah. The people that are the the people that are in our government right now want more people to be dependent on the government. If they have sure. all of Americans dependent on the on the government, I mean, it's gonna be like China. You ain't gonna get a job unless the government provides it to you. Everything is gonna be dependent on what you do. I know. And you know what? And people don't some people understand gonna, that. Some people are going to think that's a great idea too, Charlotte. You hit the nail on the head. Some people are going to think that, you know what, that's a great idea, man. We get a job from the company. They're going to think that's a great idea. That's going to be the best no idea. You will have no freedom whatsoever. Guarantee you. Yeah, you it's coming. You ain't going to have no freedom. There will be no freedom. No. That's what they want, a socialized society. Yep. This is what they want. And people don't Take know that. Over. People are not educated. So that is the thing. There are people that are not educated. And I'll be the first one to tell you, and as my husband, I do not watch the news. But you better believe that I'm watching now. Because this is something that people need to be informed. The sad thing yeah. is, is the stuff that's being put on the air on TV is the stuff that yeah. they want you to hear. Not the stuff people need to hear. I don't know what we're going to do, so all, all I can tell you is that we're going pray. to continue to uh, definitely pray. There will that, not be any sort of going on around <laughs> here. You know, we got to continue to put this it. information I mean, out. Yeah, Christians just need to rise up, and, and even if you're not Christian, if you are doubtful of anything, I mean, I would just urge you to just to, to see God. I mean, to know that, I mean, from personal experience, I can say that he is there. He is my provider, and that's all I need. And it, whether you understand it or not, hey, I don't understand the government stuff, you know. <laughs> but right. I do know what is real, and just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. So, Thank you. Well, thank you for that. You know, but that's, that's all I can say. That. Yeah, I mean, people, yeah. there's been, hey, I'll be real, you know, I'm like the most person there is, but, you know, there's always times where I, you know, not always, but there have been times in my life where I've doubted God. I'm like, why did this happen? Why are these things going on? Um, I mean, my good friend, her mom just passed away in a house fire. I mean, God, why did that happen? But I have to believe, yeah, I have to believe that he is going to use that for good somehow. I don't believe he yeah. allowed that situation to happen, but I do believe that he turned something bad into good. Sure. And and you have you know you're not going to make it in this world if you can't believe that because you're going to you know turn yourself upside down stressing about things. You know if, if I you know stressed about everything in life, I would just be like I don't even know. But you just have to know. Um, and and believe that 
that God is in control. And I have learned that more in the last month because, I mean, think about it. I'm, I basically don't have a job right now, even though I'm working, but I'm not getting paid. I have to wow. believe that God's going to provide. With no I mean, idea. If, I, if I don't believe in, if, the, if I didn't believe in God, who else would I want to provide for me? The government? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's just, I, I have to, I've just have had a renewed faith in the last month. So let's just say that. Um, because, you know, there's, that's all there is. <laughs> but, Charlotte, that was all you gotta, the no, no, that's that's that that was perfect though. That that was perfect. That that actually went in line with where I am, and and I was going to end it off for folks and and just say, you know, to remind people, you know, God is real, man. You, you don't have to mm-hmm. believe it. You don't have to see it. You, you don't even have to feel it. Just know that it's real, man. We're we're here for a purpose, and and you know, count all your blessings. Every day is a blessing, no matter what we're going through. And Charlotte, man. You hang in there, man. You got my phone number if you need something. I, I would definitely, you know, I would say we don't have a lot, but we got enough to feed you. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I know. at least I road. have a stockpile that's pretty full. <laughs> we got food at least, but <laughs> my bills might not be paid, but I have food. <laughs> no, that's right. And see, it's it's amazing, man. You're smiling and you're laughing and and you got a positive word. I, I wish more people, I, you know what? Forget more people. I, I just hope people are listening. And they're learning, and they and and they can get something from what you've been saying tonight, and just your whole attitude and your demeanor through it all. To me, that's the most amazing part about it is that you still give God the praise, you're still happy, mm-hmm. you're still glorifying, magnifying God's name, and 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 you're still peaceful about things. You're still at peace about things. Now, in the human yeah. aspect, I understand we worry about things sometimes, and that's just a human part of us. That's the flesh part of us, and that's fine, you know. That, that that that's absolutely fine. But at the end of the day, you know, you still give God the praise, man, and and I appreciate that, mm-hmm. and that encourages me, and uh, I hope that encourages all the listeners out there. And uh, as we close the show, Charlotte, I got to get you to give a shout out tonight. <laughs> got to get you to give a shout out tonight. And uh, next uh-huh. week we're gonna come back with an update on that too again. So um, make sure you rock with me, and we're gonna we're gonna try to update that and. Maybe you can give us some more information. You've been wonderful tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, if I hear anything or anything changes, I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know. But um, I don't know. Shout out, shout out to you for always being there. But um, you know, my husband too. We've really um, in the last month. I mean, and I know you've got to go, but I have like really seen God like move, even. Yeah though we weren't asking, you know, or even though yeah. we weren't speaking, yeah. like just in our own personal lives separately. Yeah. So, I mean, God is, is alive, and I just wanted to reiterate that. But just shout out to my husband for for listening to, to, to God when he nudges him along. So. I like that. Shout out to Ben. Shout out to God, man. Shout out to all the listeners out there. Appreciate everybody for rocking with me and Charlotte tonight, man, as we talked about the government shut down and health care and anything else that was on our mind. Believe, man. Stay inspired. Remember God is love. Love is God. 
We'll definitely talk to everybody next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget, check us out on Twitter, at KRP Radio Show, at NC Pudgy. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com, backslash KRP Radio Show. And check us out on KRPRadioShow.com, iTunes. We're all over the place, man. There's a thousand different ways to listen to the show. And uh, I hope you guys will continue listening. Make us the number one black conservative talk radio show, Southeast the United States. Charlotte, we are out of here. One love. Have a good night. Good night.